Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, lots of people getting in touch about the pubs. Uh, This commenter, a listener, Pat, says, very unfair, not opening the pubs. I've been in two places and had a meal, but locals are drinking and not eating as receipts from other people are covering them. Only told to leave when they needed a table. Locals still left. They're just moved around and guards called, but no problem, as the till had plenty of receipts. Greedy owners and taking advantage of pubs being closed that can't um, and OAPs can't afford to eat either. It's very unfair, says Pat. Jair says it's, uh, he rang in to say he thinks it's ridiculous, this discussion about food in pubs. He says food is not a vaccine. This was just made up by the government. All the pubs should have been open at the same time. And regarding the discussion about sitting at the bar, once you're in the same room as someone, you are in the same environment anyway. So what is the difference? Well, Jair, I think you know it's about trying to limit the amount of time that people spend in the pubs and also limit the the amount of drinks that they have and there's a difference between you know people going in and having a meal and people going in just to have a number of pints in a row and somebody else was in touch to say that there are pubs calling themselves steakhouses people drinking for up to 5 hours there and no food being consumed Re- receipts are being issued for food consumption um, ignoring guard the requests not to do so it'll serve them right if their licences are not renewed in September thanks for every pint you buy you get a ticket and when you buy a third pint you get a food receipt people are being bussed in daily at this pub says this listener shocking goings on if they're indeed true let us know what you think if you're aware of any of these pubs do tell us 46 1995 or whatsapp 086 123 now this month's metropolitan district meeting saw limerick councillors passing a motion to call on the government to investigate the mental health crisis service at university hospital limerick It follows a survey which was carried out by the Haven Hub, which is a support group for those at risk of suicide, which found that there was widespread concerns among people who had visited the emergency department for mental health reasons. We're joined on the programme now this morning by Katie O'Loughlin, sorry, Geraldine O'Loughlin from the Stand Up for Mental Health group. Good morning to you, Geraldine. How are you? Hello, Geraldine, are you there? Hello, hi, how are you? And we also have Councillor Conor Sheehan on the line this morning. And Katie Sheehan, who is a member of the Haven Hub. You're very welcome to the programme this morning. Good morning. morning. Um, I'll start first of all with Katie, because it was the Haven Hub that carried out this survey. What did you find in it, Katie? Um, As the family user representative of the Haven Hub, Gillian, um, the findings were quite shocking. Uh, It was... The main things that came out of it was no follow-up, no empathy, uh, feeling dismissed, discharged into their own care. And that, and how many people were actually surveyed in it? Um, there was a total of 43 surveys completed on the families and 62 on the uh, users, excuse me. Okay. Um, Geraldine, would that be consistent with what your experiences would be with the Stand Up for Mental Health group? Well, we would because we would actually um, uh, believe that we're actually trying to find a specialised mental health emergency department that would work separately from any department outside in the regional hospital. Um, As your guest speaker said there, uh, so they could be treated in a calm a safe environment and with dignity and respect um, because that seems to be the major findings at the moment of the service being done that these 
service users are not being treated with dignity and respect and more or less being treated as a nuisance. So we do need to, that's what we are campaigning for as Stand Up for Mental Health, to try and get a separate unit from A&E with a clinical nurse who specialises in mental health and would be able to take these people into situations away from the A&E department where it can be, they're already distressed they don't need to be stressed anymore. You also have the problem in the hospital that half of these nurses in A&E are dealing with physical conditions, not mental conditions. They wouldn't actually be trained in how to deal with mental health problems. So we do need our councillors uh, to really put um, push on the government because Limerick has one of the highest suicide rates in the country. We need our councillors who are publicly representing us to try and push, to try and improve our mental health services because at the moment we are going to face a tsunami of mental health problems from the after effects of COVID. We already had a crisis before COVID started. So we do definitely need our counsellors to get behind us and to try and solve this mental health problem that we do seem to have in Limerick. Connor, the emergency department at the University Hospital Limerick is the busiest in the country. So it's dealing with uh, a higher number of people presenting at the department in the first place, uh, you know, per head of population than other hospitals are dealing with. That's bound to put extra pressure on staff. Would you agree with Geraldine that we should have a separate ED for people presenting with mental health difficulties? Or do you think that would work? Well, I suppose I... When I was asked to come on here today, um, I spent quite a lot of time yesterday looking at the, the the HSE's Connecting for Life strategy, which is actually the strategy for mental health services um, in the Midwest. And I understand that there are um, mixed views about this, but at the same time, I mean these these voluntary groups, voluntary groups like the like the Haven Hub, and people who are involved with groups like Stand Up for Mental Health, I mean, they really need to be supported in in their endeavours because in many ways we are utterly dependent on these people and we shouldn't be. So I, I certainly think it's something that should be looked into. But going back to what you said about the emergency department at, at UHL, I think that 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 is actually at the heart of the problem because this is a failure of systems. I mean, if you look at the figures even over the last week, there was 51 people one day, there was 60 people another day, there was 30 people um, another day, all on trolleys um, in University Hospital Limerick. And that's far, far higher than any of the other um, acute hospitals at the moment. And, like, we are still in the midst of, you know, the worst global health pandemic in 100 years. Um, our, our, our health service hasn't fully, say, restarted um, after COVID yet, and yet we already have these figures in July. So if, so if things are, are this bad at the last week of July, I dread to think um, what sort of a winter we're in store for when, when you'll have COVID, when you'll have flu, and you'll have other respiratory illnesses like that. Not, notwithstanding um, the issues that were identified in, in the Haven Hub report, um, which was very, very distressing, um, I must say. Um, but I, I think you're dealing with a system whereby you have staff that are really, really under pressure. They are absolutely worked to the bone. And as 
as Katie and Jordan said, like they're not really equipped to deal with, um, you know, a lot of the people who who would present um, with, um, you know, who, who would be suffering with their with their mental health. And and I suppose these people they need they need more specialised care, and they need people to actually give them give them the time um, and the empathy that they need. We're chatting to Geraldine O'Loughlin from the Stand Up for Mental Health Group, Councillor Connor Sheehan as well, and also to Katie Sheehan of the Haven Hub in Limerick. Katie, Connor, men- sorry, it was Geraldine that mentioned the possibility of having a separate emergency department for people presenting with mental health difficulties. Yeah. D- do you think that would work, Katie? I mean, because obviously we would love to live in a society where there is no stigma around mental health, but it remains a fact that came out in a survey only published this week that uh, there still seems to be a stigma around it. Would people be happy going to a separate emergency department if they knew it was going to be highlighted that that was the reason they were attending? Well, I do think it will help initially. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of aspects that need to be changed around this. Um, the separate room would be just allowing for people to have the privacy that they need after a suicide attempt or even um, having suicide intentions. They're going out into A&E where they're sitting amongst other people, maybe 30 and 40 people on trolleys, and there's no privacy. So that would be one aspect of it. Um, another aspect would be that clearly from the stories that we've heard, um, 5B are overwhelmed at the moment and people are being sent in there and discharged too soon, uh, you know, without getting the help that they need. As I highlighted yesterday... Uh, but Casey, had sorry, just, just to ask, if we had the services in the community, discharging uh, them early wouldn't, wouldn't be as much of a problem. Is, is it the fact that we have a lack of services in the community is, or do we need to keep these people in hospital as well? I mean, wh- where's the answer there? Because that's something that we hear a lot on the programme here is that uh, one of the reasons the, the hospital is under so much pressure is that we don't have a com- enough community services. Well, I, I'm not sure in that, Gillian, to be truthful. I think that it's not even the services um, outside. Uh, people are being released into their own care with not even a letter to state. Um, you know, you could go to Jigsaw or My Mind or the Haven Hub or any of the various volunteer um, you know, services that are out there. So I feel like there's just a, a lack of understanding of what mental health patients need when they're going in um, and all the way up until when they're leaving this things as simple as a letter when they're leaving. You know, under any circumstance when you leave a hospital, you get a letter to state what your aftercare is. Uh, Mental health patients aren't even getting a letter when they're leaving to say what's available, um, mymind.ie or any of the other various services. So I do feel that it is needed, the other section for the privacy and to have the the doctors that are needed constantly on call around the clock. Um, And then when they are released, when they're healthy enough, uh, they should be leaving with letters or knowledge on what is out there for them to go to afterwards. Geraldine, your suggestion for a separate emergency department, is that, would you like to see that on the campus of UHL and close to the current emergency department? Yeah, it, uh, it would be actually, if it could be near to it, because that way then, when you were speaking there about stigma, the people being brought to the hospitals, do you know what I mean? If they were worried about the stigma, it's traumatising enough having to be brought to that hospital. And as Kate said, in true A&E, where you're dealing 
with all kinds of different cases, whereas this would be a separate unit. And if they're already stressed, it would be a calmer unit. And as I said, if it was on the same grounds or near enough to it, do you know what I mean? It's those people felt the stigma of going there was going to even traumatise them more. It would be handy if it was in some parts of the grounds, I presume. Connor, you've passed this motion calling for this investigation to take place. What do you expect the next step will be? Well, the next step would be what would happen after a motion is unanimously passed like that is that council would write to the Minister for Health um, stating what the motion was, um, that the motion was carried and what the actual, what we are actually looking for the Minister and the Department of Health to do um, and then we would await the response of the minister, um, who would then respond, respond usually in writing to the council. Um, and do you expect that the Minister for Health will put the resources behind uh, this kind of investigation? To be honest... Connor. We seem to have lost Councillor Connor Sheehan there. Um, Katie, that's what you'd be hoping would happen. Yes, we're hoping for a change, Gillian, in, in a few aspects out there. Of course, there, you know, I feel like tra- training would be so helpful to people um, to maybe arm them with, what, you know, the empathy side of things. Of course, the separate room would be for the privacy of the patients, but also to take the pressure off of the nurses and doctors in A&E that are dealing with everyday um, illnesses and sicknesses and maybe then it could slow down so much, so much of the issue. Also, what's important as well, in lots of other countries, Gillian, um, they're held for 72 hours until that initial, um, you know, pain or suffering, whatever reason brought them to a suicide attempt has passed. And then letting them go after 72 hours with the information that they need to go forward and look after themselves, whether it be in a daycare centre. And um, that's why the separate, you know, to a would be so useful um, in the long run. OK, well, we'll leave it there for this morning. Our thanks to Labour Councillor Conor Sheehan, Geraldine O'Loughlin from the Stand Up for Mental Health Group and also to Katie Sheehan, who's a committee member of the Haven Hub, which is located on Henry Street uh, at the Social Services Centre in Henry Street. If people are looking for help, also if you... Kn- are someone or know someone who is in crisis and needs support, there are other services available to you. The Samaritans on 116123. You can also contact Shannon Dock on 1850-212-999 or Pieta House on 1800-247-247. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.